Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line, religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line. And now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 9. My daughter Jordan's fourth wedding anniversary Aww. is today. Right. Well, happy anniversary. Right. So four years ago, I was, you know, figuring yeah. out how am I going to walk her down the aisle <laughs> and officiate <laughs> the wedding ceremony. Aww, but yeah, happy sweet. anniversary, Jordan and Jacob. But uh, welcome to another week of Direct Line. And uh, we've got our friend Chris Lawler Greetings. from Catlin back with us. Uh, we're missing our buddy Miles. Yeah. Miles Clark. Going to throw a prayer request out for him. He had surgery yesterday <clears throat> on his back. And mm-hmm. sounds like he's doing pretty well. But Good. we want to keep lifting him up. We can't wait to get him back in studio. But... Chris, how is your summer? I guess it's not officially summer yet. Yeah, not but... officially, but it's good so far. Good yeah. so far. We're going to, uh, at the end of the month, go to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Uh, yeah, for a family vacation nice. with the with the in-laws and the outlaws. And okay. It's going <laughs> to be a good time. Yeah, I've been to South Carolina one time, and yep. it was in July, mm-hmm. and I've never been warmer. Uh, when I was in South Carolina yeah. in the middle of July. My mom crazy. and I went down yeah. in that month as well, yeah. and we we were there two days and yeah. said, yeah. Oh, that's it. enough. Yeah. We yeah. headed back north. But yeah. what a beautiful state. It, it is. is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, are. Steph, how you doing? You're not sleeping much. No, I'm actually sleeping. I have okay. the grandbaby at, yes. at my house yes. for the week, yes. um, and she's sleeping through the night fine, but I'm getting mm. absolutely nothing done yes. besides <laughs> rocking a baby and feeding a baby and... That's it. That's, it. that's all I'm doing. They're here like one week a year. Yeah. So you've got the other 51 weeks that's a year right. to do all the as other stuff. As long as my employer right? is good with that, yeah, I'm good you know, with I mean. Yep. Enjoy <laughs> it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Well, hey, I got a lot that I want to talk to about, talk with you this mm-hmm. week. And I want to start with an article that came out actually at the end of last week. Rick Warren mm-hmm. from Saddleback Church uh, announces a retirement date this fall. And he also names his successor. Mm-hmm. And it's a pastor by the name of, I think it's Andy Wood from the Echo Church in the San Francisco area. And so, Steph, I'm going to start with you. This is my perspective. There's probably not been an American Christian preacher in the last 25 years that's had a greater impact both in and out of the church mm-hmm. than the Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? I I would agree. I had friends that moved out to the area and attended his church. And I mean, they, they loved it. Mm-hmm. I went and visited once and um, they got plugged in. Of course, it's a huge church, but right. for that family, right. their whole family got plugged in and they were highly impacted by that ministry. And I think that Rick Warren's um, impact with Celebrate Recovery mm-hmm. has had a international, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Impact. Impact. Oh, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. There's yeah, 35,000 sure. Celebrate Recovery mm. right. all, all over the world. Right. And it started at Saddleback Church. Right. I said to our Celebrate Recovery on Tuesday night, I announced this news, and I said, aren't you glad that Rick Warren said mm-hmm. yes back in like 1989 mm-hmm. when John Baker came to him mm-hmm. and said, I have an idea right. to take the principles of recovery right. and create a Christian recovery ministry. Right. Right. But I mean, you look at Purpose Driven Life. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the greatest selling books of all time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't know about Warren, Warren is that he did a reverse tithe on that. I mean, this sold like 40 million copies. Mm. He kept 10%, mm-hmm. gave 90% away. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know a lot of authors, Christian or not, right. that yeah. have that right. kind of generosity. Uh, you look at the Daniel plan, and again, you mm-hmm. know that, that's mm-hmm. controversial mm-hmm. in sure. some circles, mm-hmm. but 
Our church in Clinton spent six weeks one summer just looking at health, mm-hmm. and we went through the Daniel plan. And I, I just look at the the footprint, the imprint mm-hmm. of Rick Warren's ministry. I mean, I think he's been there 42 years. Mm-hmm. You'd be hard-pressed to find someone that's had mm-hmm. a greater impact. Chris, mm-hmm. what's your thought? Yeah, I, I think uh, oftentimes in the—I think he is celebrity outside of his desire. I don't think he desired to be celebrity, but, but I think— a lot of people in in uh, some circles uh, desire to be a celebrity mm-hmm. and make it about themselves. And I think that one of his great legacies is that 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 he has tried to give ministry away. I mean, he's doing yeah. it here, obviously. But I think one of my favorite uh, authors and podcasters is uh, Jay Warner Wallace. He's an yeah. apologist. He actually came to faith at this church right. by something that Rick Warren said. He he went to church and he heard the preacher Warren say. That Jesus was the smartest man to ever live, yeah. and Wallace, a, an atheist at the time, hmm. thought, yeah. "I'm going to investigate that," hmm. which led him to faith, and right. now ultimately to I think a very thriving and important ministry. And I think those stories are repeated over and over, right? Where where Warren has given ministry away, yeah. And so um, I think it's great, you know, not without you know none of us who do anything in public will will get through ministry or, or life without some controversy. But I think he's tried to stay focused on the gospel. Yeah. And I, I say good for him. And he honored yeah. his commitment. I mean, he really made a commitment to that church. And right. said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna right. to stick with this right. church. And he has. Mm-hmm. And that's highly unusual, I think. Well, yeah. and the thing Agreed. about it is he didn't, um, he was not hired by a Saddleback church that was running mm-hmm. two or 3,000. He started. He started this church 42 right. years ago. Right. And man, that's hard work it starting is, yeah. new churches mm-hmm. and, um, now I will tell you, I've been to their campus one time. Mm-hmm. That'd be a pretty great place to do ministry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, but can you imagine being the successor? Can you imagine mm-hmm. being this Andy Wood? I mean, yeah. you want to talk about mm-hmm. filling big shoes? Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Now I know my phone's going to be ringing later today because one of our loyal listeners is uh, very down on Rick Warren. Uh, Every time I mention uh, Rick Warren, uh, I get a call from him. So. Uh, Go ahead and give me a call a little bit later, my friend. <laughs> but Steph, you were saying that you know of at least you don't need to name them, but at least one preacher that just really struggles. Why? Yeah. Why is there this pushback with people like a Rick Warren? You mentioned an Andy Stanley, mm-hmm. some of the highest of high profile mm-hmm. ministers and pastors. It seems like there really is a pushback mm-hmm. in the Christian world. What's mm-hmm. that about? Do you think? Well, I would hope it's not jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, for the guy that I'm talking about, I, I type for him. He he thinks it's a theological, eschatological mm. difference. Error. Error. He's not, He's not correct, right. and so it's a disagreement on, okay. on that. But okay. I don't think eschatology is a doctrinal issue that you right. should, you know, say. A test I, of fellowship mm-hmm. issue. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if some of it is a little bit of jealousy. Mm. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. But you yeah. know, I look at Rick Warren, and he lost his son to suicide, mm-hmm. and I don't mm-hmm. think that you can say. He's been he's been through mm-hmm. the same a lot of the same things yeah. that a lot of people yeah. have been through and I don't know. I but think, you know what I like? I, I don't like it. It's a tragedy. Yeah. But he a lot of people go through storms of life yes. and they never share about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were pretty high profile about mm-hmm. it yeah. to raise awareness. Right. And to say we don't want others to go through this. Right. And I think that takes a special kind of humility mm-hmm. when you're going through mm-hmm. a, a tough season to mm-hmm. be able to say, mm-hmm. um, let, let's help others learn yeah. from our pain and our agony right. and hopefully, you know, keep future tragedies from happening. So I wonder what his next step is. 
I don't know. I mean, what do you do? You know, <laughs> what is next? You know, I don't know. Well, yeah. the article says that, you know it, that one of the challenges for him will be to let go, right. to really let go right. of yeah. the ministry. Yeah. And I right. hope that he is able to do that successfully. Yeah. But I wonder. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like he and his wife are in, heavily involved in like mental health awareness. Maybe yeah. they'll go down mm-hmm. that path. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But it would be hard. It'd be hard to leave. Yeah. You know, yeah. a ministry. Uh, but hmm. I understand. You know, when you think it's time and. Yeah. yeah, you feel like God's calling you to, to leave and go yeah. on. So. Well, I don't know. Yeah, but I, I yeah. just think it's great that in in uh, just the ability to transition to say here is here is mm-hmm. someone that it's not okay. Warren is out, then a search process, and then right. someone brand new is in. Right. But rather right. to be able to hand the keys, hand yeah. the baton mm-hmm. off, mm-hmm. and say uh, this this is someone I support. I am behind this person, and I'm calling you mm-hmm. church to be behind this mm-hmm. person and this family. Right. I think that's a pretty healthy mm-hmm. model. Yeah. Well, absolutely. I hope it's a, I hope it's a success for their church. I mean, yeah. it was yeah. when you came on. Yeah. That's kind of what Drew did with you, mm-hmm. Drew Menzer. Drew was great. He, he was here, handed it over. Yep. And, um, I hope it's successful that, well, for their church. And you know, one of the things that I loved about it is Drew and I worked side by side for almost four months. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had several ministry friends that said that just seems weird. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's great. Mm-hmm. You know, we did hospital calls together. Right. I, I was able to pick his brain repeatedly. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like by the time we had the Menser Farewell Sunday, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. first Sunday in November, mm-hmm. I didn't know everything, right. but but we had been able to work side by side yep. in a right. lot of yep. ways. Right. And, and I think um, he was just incredible mm-hmm. in helping mm-hmm. me be in a position mm-hmm. to step into ministry. And I hope that that's the same thing. Yep. That I bet it here. will. Yep. Here's one of the things I wonder, though, and I don't know the answer to this. Are there examples that are out there of churches that reach reach this mega, mega level, mm. and then the next guy comes in and they're able to sustain it. We know all kinds of examples mm. of churches mm. that were at that level and there's a change. And sometimes mm-hmm. the changes were not ideal, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of conflict or sin mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But I don't know if there's an example. So we'll see. I'm rooting yeah. for them, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? absolutely. I think it's really yeah. good stuff. Yep. So, well, hey, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, I want to talk about what's happening this Saturday in Danville as well as this Sunday. And I also want to talk about a tragedy that happened in Nigeria mm. that I'm guessing mm. most people listening to Direct mm. Line know nothing about. It's as heartbreaking mm-hmm. as it comes. And it's just a reminder that violence isn't just an American mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217 217- Two six zero five six four seven. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen. Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, 
mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 9. Greg and Steph with our friend Chris Lawler. And Steph, this Saturday is a big day Mm -hmm. in Vermilion County. Mm -hmm. There's two things that are happening. The first is the annual Serve Together. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to be all over town with the prayer team. We're going to be praying over schools and ministries Mm -hmm. and churches and government buildings Mm -hmm. and parachurch organizations. And then uh, a lot of people are going to be doing physical work, right. uh, working all day long. And then at 4.30, yep. you're at, leading a worship service. Is that right? Yep. Talk to us about it. What can you expect at 4.30 at Crossroads Christian Church? Uh, some worship music. I believe that um, we have a speaker. I'm not sure. Okay. I can't remember who it is. I, I've I been told know. and I can't remember okay. who it yeah. is. It's not me. That's all I it's need not to know, you. Right? That's okay. right. Okay. And I don't think it's Chris. So right. okay. I can't remember who it right. is, though. Okay. Uh, but just I probably 45 minutes, an hour yeah. maybe. And, yeah. you know, just a chance for everybody who worked together all day yeah. uh, to come together and worship together. Mm. And then I think they're going to eat together mm. after that. So. Yeah. And I would say a lot uh, of together. <laughs> if you're not doing anything, it's not too late to sign up. Right? I talked to Molly Goodwin yesterday, and mm-hmm. she said there's still some slots that mm-hmm. are available. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you are busy, but you can come out at 430. That's a great time just to gather together, yeah, have a little late afternoon worship at Crossroads mm-hmm. Christian Church. I love their building. I love their mm-hmm. facility for things along right. these lines. And then we can eat a hot dog together. That's right. A and Rick it, hot it dog. It sounds like the weather is going to be perfect for yes, working outside yes, on Saturday. Yes, Not yes, too hot yes, and yes. sunny. And so Now, there is another event going on. Our friend Lestan mm-hmm. Hoskins is hosting the second annual anti-violence basketball tournament. And I... Uh, no, he is still saying there's room for people mm-hmm. to sign up and be involved. I think that takes place at Garfield Park, mm-hmm. and uh, Lestan is starting a new church. Right. Uh, in fact, they may have started. I'm not really sure if they've launched yet or not. Mm-hmm. Mosaic City Church. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it hasn't started yet, it's definitely in the, in, in the process. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I know he is really passionate about trying to help young people in this community mm-hmm. um, make wise choices, right. get off on the right foot and mm-hmm. uh i know he's really passionate about this tournament mm-hmm. uh, sending home the message that violence is never the answer mm-hmm. all right now right. here's the problem everywhere i look mm-hmm. i see violence mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. i look i see shootings mm-hmm. i see mm-hmm. uh, activities the mass shootings break your heart mm-hmm. but go to new york go to chicago go to los angeles every weekend you know mm-hmm. shooting after mm-hmm. shooting after mm-hmm. shooting and the thought is that that's primarily an American thing. And mm-hmm. I do think that um, it's very pronounced. But uh, this Sunday, on Pentecost Sunday <clears throat> in Nigeria, 50 were killed mm. in a vile and satanic attack at uh, St. Francis Catholic mm-hmm. Church. And, you know, Nigeria, Steph, back when we were doing Rooted, we had our prayer experience. Mm-hmm. And we prayed over the most dangerous places in the world to mm-hmm. be a Christian in mm-hmm. Nigeria was number seven on mm. that list. Okay. But, I mean, can you imagine going to, to church no. and gunmen coming mm. and they just, they, they, they shoot you up. And um, mm-hmm. Nigeria is interesting because uh, I believe they are a majority Christian nation, 
but they are divided north to south. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the north, it is a dangerous, mm. dangerous place to be a Christian. And mm. it's just a reminder that um, violence, sadly, is literally mm-hmm. everywhere. And was this an Islamic act? Is that yeah. What, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. And um, the, the yeah. priest. So when we were talking, obviously, about the shooting in Texas recently, and I see a lot of my, you know, some of my friends, especially on social media, all oh, this is, this is an American problem. Mm. This is only, you know, this only happens in America. Mm. And I'm thinking, is that true? Obviously, well, and I don't know yeah. about schools, yeah. but obviously there are people yeah. in other countries that say violence is yeah. the way I'm going to handle how I feel. I think America is one of the few countries that has the right to bear arms as part of your Bill of Rights. Mm. Okay. So it's not part of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. So I think that is unique in many ways. And, um, you know, I don't think it's in uh, do this or do mm-hmm. that. I think there's a whole variety of issues mm-hmm. that are at play, problems that are at play that have to be dealt with mm-hmm. and have to be Dressed, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I, I it's heartbreaking, mm-hmm. and something's got to change. Now, Matthew McConaughey, do you know that name? I do know that name. Matthew yeah. McConaughey mm-hmm. was right, uh, right, at the right, White right. House, right? Actually, right. And I actually appreciate what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing: I looked at the New York Times, I looked at the Washington Post, I looked at the Wall Street Journal, I looked at USA Today, <laughs> I looked at the Chicago Tribune, wow, and I looked at FoxNews.com. And I could not find this part of his remarks in print anywhere. And I was surprised by it. I want to just read. Where did you find it? This um, I found this on his, uh, the the White House transcript of the comments that were made. Here's here's what he said. This is part of it. He said, we need to invest in mental health care. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized Mm. media coverage. Mm. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values. And we need responsible gun ownership. Mm. And I just, I say amen to that. Mm. But here's the question that I have. Why is that not mm. front page all over the place? You can't mm. find that. It doesn't line anywhere. up maybe for what yeah. other yeah. people but, think. But again, left or right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I would have thought that, you know, maybe a Fox News would mm-hmm. have that out there. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that anywhere mm. on their website or mm. on their reports mm. along those lines. And he had some very specific recommendations. And you can argue, is it a good recommendation mm-hmm. or not? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there's merit to having that discussion. You know, I think we you ought to have anything on the table when it comes to what's the path forward mm-hmm. along those lines. Mm-hmm. But that statement that he shared right there... Uh, I think that aligns with where most people I know would be, mm-hmm. what he is driving mm-hmm. home there. And, so why do you think, Chris, that it's not on all the mainstream media? Oh, <laughs> it doesn't fit a narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably makes too much sense for one camp. Um, <laughs> and it probably – and just to uh, to mention guns would isolate him from the other camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think – I think it, you know, he talks about the need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. Well, this is far too balanced, mm-hmm. far too thoughtful to fit into the sensationalized mm-hmm. uh, media. And so I, I, I do, I, I agree. I think there is wisdom in this there. And I love the fact that he's saying there is a multifaceted right. problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. so let's deal with it in a multifaceted approach. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but again, it doesn't fit either, either camp's narrative. Mm-hmm. And so. I don't think either group knows what to Is do it with it. Is it typical for a, a movie star or actor to go to the White House and, That's a first and for me. have a press conference at the White House? Hmm. I did find irony that you had an actor at the White House <laughs> holding a press conference, and you had the president on Jimmy Kimmel 
<laughs> you know, with yeah. his first uh, Q and A huh. for 118 days. Huh. So I, I did find irony in that. Right. But right. um, but again, I'm not throwing stones at him because a lot of what I heard that statement right. that I read right there. Typically, I don't really care what yeah. movie stars right. and actors yeah. have right. to say. But I, I think now this he is did. his hometown. That's what I was going to say. So, You've yeah. always where he Correct. grew up. Okay. So I yeah. think. Yeah. Sure. You know, there is merit along yeah. those lines. Yeah. And the other yeah. thing, and I think you probably know this, he really toyed with running for governor of mm-hmm. Texas. I mean, oh, I and he did not say whether he was going to run Republican or right. Democrat. Mm-hmm. And I think ultimately he chose not to. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. I just, I'm just surprised that what I read right there, mm-hmm. probably the only time you're going to hear that is on direct line. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't <laughs> yeah. get that. I don't right. understand that. Right. Yeah. I really don't. Right. I, I actually heard it live. Uh, we've been dealing with a sick dog, so mm-hmm. I've, I've had a little more time at mm-hmm. home than, than mm-hmm. normal. And I just I thought, man, that that's mm. going to be the soundbite everywhere. Mm-hmm. Crickets, sense. Yeah. crickets, yeah. Yeah. crazy, crazy. Mm. So I don't know what you do with that, but I know this. I still go back, Stephanie, mm. to what we say week in, week out. Um, I'm reminded more than ever that the answer. Mm to all the, mm-hmm. the struggles mm-hmm. is Jesus, you know? Mm-hmm. And, well, and I think the church in Nigeria, that they knew that that's Jesus' yeah. answer, and yeah. somebody wants to quench that. Somebody right. wants to quiet that. They don't yeah. want that. Right. They don't want Absolutely. Jesus to be the right. answer. So yep. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to go to break. When we come back, I want to talk about a couple other things that are happening in the world of history. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm excited about our history segment. It's going to be a little extended this week. <laughs> Big things happening on June 5 and 6. Historically, you're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. You want to be confident that your investments are working for you. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you don't have to go far for the guidance to help make that happen? Dean Crandall works right here in Danville at Morgan Stanley's local office. As your financial advisor, Dean can help create a wealth plan and help you manage your investments. And he can help you work towards a comfortable retirement too. To make an appointment with Dean Crandall, call 217-477-0025. Morgan Stanley Smith Marty, LLC. Member SI. You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, area supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. 
All right, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph. It's Thursday, June 9. Chris Lawler from Catlin's with us. Chris, what's happening at Catlin Church of Christ? Um, we are not quite in summer, but we kind of feel like it. We uh, on on the 26th, we're actually going to be saying goodbye to uh, our our youth director, our student hmm. minister. He's been okay. there 12 years. Wow. Uh, Mike and his family, Strunga, okay. are going to be. They've accepted a ministry uh, near Chicago, Coal City area. Um, but then our current children's minister, Ethan, he's going to step into the student role. Okay. Uh, and so we're pretty excited about that, but now looking for, uh, you know, someone to come in behind that and, mm-hmm. and work mm-hmm. with our, with our children and, yeah. and just continue that ministry. And so, although it can be a little bit hectic, it's also exciting. Yeah. Um, we're, so yeah. we're, we're pretty jazzed. That's you know, awesome. So, and also celebrate 12 years at one church yeah. for anyone, but mm-hmm. a youth ministry. That doesn't happen. It doesn't does happen. Yeah. So. Mm. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That says a lot about your church, that mm-hmm. someone would stay 12 years. Mm-hmm. You said he's going to Cole City. Cole City, yeah. Kind yeah. of Chicago area. A little yeah, farther south. A little south, farther, but yeah. But yeah. yeah. So when people are like, well, I don't know where Cole City is. Yeah, it's Chicago- Joliet. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. Chicago-ish, Joliet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. Well, Steph, we couldn't do direct line without some incredible, incredible sponsors. And I'm thankful for each and every one of them. <laughs> Who are we saying thank you to? Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. Chris and Daisha Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic. Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance. The Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home. The team at Hans Tankwash. And Dean and Gina Crandall with Morgan Stanley. Well, as you know, I love my history. Yes. And as I was looking through <laughs> my go-to sites, there's two sites that I really lean on pretty heavily. I just thought, man, there were three huge things that happened on these dates in, in history that I wanted to talk about. And the first was June 6, 1844. The Young Men's Christian Association was founded. A guy by the name of George Williams had started hosting prayer and Bible reading gatherings in London, England. And he decided we've got to get serious about ministry to men. Mm. If we get the men... We get the families. Mm-hmm. Uh, alcohol was a huge problem mm. uh, during that period of time. There was a lot of just fathers and husbands that just really weren't living up to their calling, mm-hmm. uh, at least from William's perspective. Mm. And so he launched the Young Men's Christian Association. You know it as the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It was the what the iconic song. Yeah. Y- yeah. YMCA. <laughs> um, and again, I'm a big Y guy. I served on the yep. board at the Y in Clinton. We have a phenomenal Y here in Danville. Mm-hmm. But um, just full disclosure, when I think YMCA, I don't think prayer and Bible reading. Right. And I don't think ministry I think to men. I swimming and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> And so here's and the, the question. And the what? And the song. The song. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh-huh. The vill- village people. Right. Is that right? Uh-huh. Okay. And so here's the question, though. Is that an example of mission drift, hmm. would you say? <clears throat> and as I look at a lot of the challenges that led Williams in 1844 to launch this mm-hmm. ministry for men, uh, we got a lot of those same issues mm-hmm. in 2022. You know, mm-hmm. we're coming up on 200 years later um, you know, I'd say men's ministry is as important as it's ever been. Yep. So I wonder if, if someone wanted to start a men's Bible study at the YMCA here in Danville mm. today, would that be allowed even? Well, I can't talk about Danville, but at Clinton, we did that. Did we, you? we had okay. a, we had a Friday, a 6 a.m. Friday morning men's Bible study okay. at our church uh-huh. and we moved it to the Y huh. okay. and they welcomed us with oh, open good. arms. Good. And we said, you know, you don't, you have to be a member of the Y to use their facilities. Right. Typically, 
uh, they waived that. They said huh. anybody can come to that Bible study. Mm-hmm. Now, we provided cool. the coffee and right. the donuts and right. all of that. And we got a couple from uh-huh. the community that came in. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know how that would play out. Huh. The bigger issue for me is what do we need to do in 2022? Because I think we still have a challenge mm-hmm. in many ways mm-hmm. where there, there are men, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, that, that they're not living up to mm-hmm. the calling that's mm-hmm. on their life. And mm-hmm. I think family is suffering. Children are suffering, you know. Is is there any uh, is there any answer today? What do you think, Chris? Um, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, well, I think it goes. Jesus that's right. Exactly what we just went back to a few minutes ago is just that the the gospel is 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 central. And I I think of the local church. If you think about you know the need there um, to to reach men, I think that would probably cause a lot of our churches to rethink how we do ministry, whether on Sunday morning or or just in our ministries uh, altogether and. And I think some churches do well, um, but others maybe probably re- have to rethink what are we doing intentionally, not hoping the men come mm-hmm. in, right? but are we intentionally reaching them? Um, and so I think whether it's the why or the local churches, and I, I think there has been mission drift at times yeah. to think, um, what are we doing intentionally? And and I think it's true. You right. reach dad, right? you reach the family. And so um, what do we what do? we do? So our friend Jeff Mayfield, who's mm-hmm. been on direct line multiple mm-hmm. times, mm-hmm. Uh, shared with me a resource probably 15 years ago why men hate church. Hmm. And um, it was a fascinating read. And I don't agree with everything, I need to say, along those lines. But the the perspective that he had in this book is that there are many churches, not yeah. all. Yeah. It really is not designed to appeal to a man. Hmm. Is there anything from that that you do remember? Any well, kind of one I, I, just, I, I think what he's saying is if you want to reach men, you need to have opportunities, programs, ministries that appeal to mm-hmm. men. So mm-hmm. like one of the things one of our elders is doing right mm-hmm. now is he goes hiking mm-hmm. on Saturday mornings and he invites other men to come and be mm-hmm. part of it. Uh, it's not a substitute for mm-hmm. Sunday right. necessarily, mm-hmm. but he's saying on something that, that we're going to try to do along those lines. Mm-hmm. We looked for opportunities to say, what can mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. that men are going to be drawn to that gives them an opportunity to be in fellowship mm-hmm. and community. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know that I agree with the, the premise of that book 100%. But, but I do think that it's something to look at and what can we do to intentionally reach men? Because that's why the YMCA started. Yeah. It started to help young men learn about the faith, grow in their faith. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just, again, when I say mission drift, hear me, I am a pro YMCA mm-hmm. guy all mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. But it's fascinating when you find why was this organization mm-hmm. founded? Mm-hmm. You know, I think about Harvard. Harvard was, was founded as a preacher that, yeah. training school. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Dartmouth University, yeah. Moore's yeah. Missionary School. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are excellent educational uh, institutions today by almost any academic mm-hmm. standard, but they are not true to their original mm-hmm. mission. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, second date, also on June 6th, but exactly 100 years later, 1944, mm. D-Day invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, every June 6th, I try to take time and watch either Band of Brothers Episode 2 mm-hmm. or the first half hour of Saving Private mm-hmm. Ryan. And it is horrific, mm-hmm. and it is awful. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a reminder mm-hmm. what brave men did uh, for us, you know, mm-hmm. to give us the mm-hmm. opportunity for freedom. Mm-hmm. Now, I sent you guys the letter that then General Dwight Eisenhower sent. Now, I forgot to bring it. I don't have it mm-hmm. with me today. But um, it, it's pretty incredible, the words that he sent, basically mm-hmm. saying, many of you are not going to survive, mm-hmm. but you are entering into the most important moment in this fight to mm-hmm. stop fascism, mm-hmm. to stop mm-hmm. tyranny. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the crazy thing about D-Day is the reports from the ground 
that were coming from the people with the radios is th- this is a disaster. Mm. We're, we're being slaughtered. Mm. People are dying left and right. Just uh, we're, we're dying. Mm-hmm. But the people that were flying air support over the top, their reports were we are advancing. Mm. We're pushing wow. the enemy back. We are winning. I know. Isn't that, isn't that pretty amazing? Yeah. You know, when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. So. It's amazing how, I mean, we have such technology today oh, that mm-hmm. drives everything yeah. and how back then they didn't have that kind of technology, but they, yep. they still did it. Yep. Yep. Are you going to link that letter? I will. I will link yeah. that. Because yep, I didn't read that. I would yep. like to read it. It's pretty powerful. Hmm. Here's the third thing. June 5, 2004, Ronald Wilson Reagan, hmm. 40th president of the United States, dies. He had a decade-long battle with hmm. Alzheimer's hmm. disease. Mm-hmm. Reagan, the only president hmm. born in the state of Illinois. Hmm. Hmm which I, uh, I always have a little warm spot in my heart. Yeah. But um, Reagan's the first president I truly remember. I think yes. I was 11 yeah, we were when 11. he was elected yeah. president. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he was really controversial during the time. People loved him or people hated mm-hmm. him. You know, someone mm-hmm. tried to kill him. There was an assassination mm-hmm. attempt in the first three years of his presidency. But you look at uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down mm-hmm. this wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at the changes that came to the Soviet Union and to the Eastern Bloc countries, either at the end of his presidency or the beginning of the next presidency. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a president in the last 50 to 60 years mm. that was leading more change than mm. what happened during Reagan's presidency. So any thoughts? Do, do you remember much about Reagan? I do. I do. Yeah? I was, How old were you? Uh, when he was inaugurated. <laughs> <laughs> I d- he is the first president i remember okay okay i remember uh that uh he was that he was known for his affinity for jelly beans Mm -hmm. Uh, i do remember that but but more recently as i've looked back and and tried to understand his presidency um first he could turn a phrase yeah uh what a good speaker oh yeah um Mm -hmm. and also talk you know just talking about the ymca or whatever is that he was a man of mission whether you liked it or disliked it agreed or disagreed he knew what he believed and here Mm -hmm. here we go Mm -hmm. Uh, and so i think there was great clarity of his mission Mm -hmm. um not no no presidents without controversy but but i i I respect his presidency Mm -hmm. um grew up going to a christian church Mm -hmm. in eureka Mm -hmm. illinois Mm -hmm. and one of the cool things if you're ever over in that area you can go to the home that he grew up in Mm -hmm. and you can walk through it and See how it played out. He is a hero. I mean, people mm-hmm. just absolutely love him in that community mm-hmm. of Eureka. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we, we have laughed at times when our current president mm-hmm. will say things and then his staff mm-hmm. has to walk, walk it back. It back. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not new to mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. You know, Ronald Reagan, um, off the cuff, referred to the Soviet Union as the evil empire mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. created all kinds of uh, mm-hmm. uh, pushback from that as a result of mm-hmm. that. But he said, no, uh, those, those are my words, and those mm. words are going to stick. stick. And, and you look four and a half, five years mm-hmm. later, the Soviet Union, you know, mm. was no more mm-hmm. in many ways, at mm-hmm. least as it had mm-hmm. been up to that point in time. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Well, mm. I remember him just as a gentleman. I think mm. it, he and Nancy, I think, had a true love story, and he he was a gentleman, and she yeah. was quite a lady, I thought, yeah. so. Now, Reagan became president at the age of 69 Mm -hmm. and at the time was the The oldest oldest. person ever inaugurated president. Mm -hmm. But he's been beat twice. Twice. Trump was older and Biden was even older. Do you think that older people should be the ones taking that office? Mm. Um, What do you think there should be? That would not be the direction I would be heading (laughs) personally. Is there an age that you think it should be uh, cut off? Hmm. I'm not a big rule guy along Uh those lines, but um, I'll say this about ministry. 
the older I get, the more I'm convinced ministry is a young person's. <laughs> mm-hmm. That that you've got to have the energy, mm-hmm. you've got to have the cognitive sharpness, mm-hmm. and yeah, I don't know. Um, I would love to see in 2024 people under the age of 70 <laughs> running for president. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So. I think there's wisdom with yeah, with yeah, age, yeah, of course. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, when you want someone in there that has all their cognitive mm-hmm. skills, and <laughs> well, I think you and I were talking this winter. I mean, just at early fifties, yeah. you, know, you don't have the energy that you yes. used to. Yeah. Your body's Chris, starting to you? bark back. You know? I am mid forties. Okay, yeah. So you're yeah. right behind yeah. us. Well, yeah. Not right but, behind. You know. I've not been walking as much. So yeah. yesterday yeah. I did a, a long afternoon mm-hmm. walk. I came back, my foot hurt like <laughs> crazy. I have some lotion you know, that I know, you can put on. But I'm just saying, used to, I could yes. do that yeah. and just keep rolling. Well, and, and do you find that even just keep mm-hmm. holding your attention span yes. and having those difficult conversations with yes. people? And you're so worn out afterwards. Yeah. I'm yeah. 52. And I'm so I, I'm, I can't imagine being yeah. 70. I know. Leading, leading the you know, free what, world. Whatever <laughs> yeah. it may be. That's right. So yeah, I don't know what, what, to say mm-hmm. about that, here's the last thing I want to say about Reagan, and then mm-hmm. we'll go to our final okay. break. He left the presidency in 1989 with a 68% mm-hmm. approval good. rating. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think there was only two presidents. I don't know if I have that in front of FDR me. The two. FDR and Clinton. Yeah, FDR and Clinton were the only two that had similar mm-hmm. approval ratings. Now, they didn't do approval ratings, you know, in the 1800s right. along right. those lines. Right. But, um, you know, his presidency was not without scandal. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the mm-hmm. Iran-Contra mm-hmm. controversy. But to leave the presidency after mm-hmm. eight years with an approval rating yeah. that mm-hmm. high, I think it says something. So I hope when I leave my job, I, have a 68%. <laughs> I don't know that that's going to be I the hope case. I, yeah. At some point in my ministry, see a 68%. <laughs> Well, you know, Boris Johnson, prime minister of uh, Great Britain, he had a vote of uh, no confidence Mm. this week and he passed it. But um, yeah, he wasn't sure going in if Mm. he was going to, from his party. Yeah. And don't we have some politicians out in in California that are getting recalled? Yeah, the DA in San Francisco. That's a whole nother story that we may not get to. We'll see how Mm. time allows. But Chesa Boudin, um, and and again, uh, San Francisco is just a disaster from a crime standpoint Mm -hmm. right now. And uh, he came in with some very progressive uh, perspectives along those lines. I think I'm going to save that story okay. for next week. I need to learn what that but means. The re- history, getting recalled. Mm. Yeah, well, basically, I mean, you know, th- there's a process to recall politicians. Huh. And, you know, there was a movement in Illinois to recall Governor Pritzker uh-huh. a year and a half ago. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys remember that or not, but so many people have to sign a petition. And then it goes to the to the electorate huh. and you decide, are we recalling him or not? Yeah. And, this Chase of Boudin was overwhelmingly recalled. I think mm. 61% mm. voted mm. to recall him, and that's effective immediately. Mm. So wow. then they'll have another election to figure out who the DA is. I want to bring that story back next week because of the backstory, who his parents were mm-hmm. and the uh, the influence on his life. Mm. Uh, you'd not heard of the Weather Underground. I had is not that heard right? That. Chris, I not, Weather Underground. Uh-huh. Derek, it, yeah. you heard of the Weather Underground? Mm-hmm. All right. We may have to save that till we're in studio again because... Uh, <laughs> It's a pretty wild group. So huh. but let's do this. Let's go to break. And when we come back, I've got a couple more things up my sleeve. You're listening to Direct Line. It's Thursday, June 9. We'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Linda Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park. Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermilion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families. And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. 
with a name like Hall of Fame. It's gonna be great! Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O.com. Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs. As a result of our expertise in the insurance industry, we carefully examine your current coverages and recommend options best for your operation. Whether we insure you domestically or directly with Lloyds of London, Lakewood has the experience to provide the best insurance for you. Service is most important in our agency. Bill and Mary Lou Knight and Justin Silver have your best interests at heart. Find Lakewood Insurance Agency on Facebook or call 217-260-5647. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring. This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at mchire.com or stop by any of our locations. You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. This is Stephanie with Greg and our friend Chris Lawler from Catlin Church of Christ. And I caught your pun there Did you get at the that? end. Yep, I caught it. You said you wear things on your sleeve or something. I have something you, up my you have sleeve. Something up your sleeve. And then let's talk about the Tampa Bay Rays baseball. Now, your your kids live in the Tampa yes, area, the Greater yep. Tampa yep. area, and the Tampa Bay Rays are one of several professional sports teams. Mm-hmm. That um, declared a Pride Night, LGBTQ Pride mm-hmm. Night, and well, month, right? Was it okay? But I a think month. there was one night okay, specifically specific. okay, gotcha. that was yeah. uh, aligned to that, yeah. and they provided their players with uniforms right. that had an LGBT Pride themed patch on it. Yeah. And five of the players: Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson declined to wear the pride-themed jerseys, and they cited religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read what one of them said. When we put it on our bodies, I think a lot of guys decided that it's just a lifestyle that maybe not to look down on anybody or think differently. It's just that maybe we don't want to encourage, if we believe in Jesus, who encouraged us to live a lifestyle that would abstain from that behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here's my question for you. Um is that legit? You have the right to go down that road to say I'm not wearing that jersey, or do you just wear the jersey? Do you just bake mm-hmm. the cake? Do you just, uh, you know, well, when they do the signed, wedding? When they signed on, however long ago, was that part of it? You wear what we tell you to wear. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. How I that personally plays out. think, yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it was something, say it was something else, something right. else that you disagreed with, I right. don't think you should have to wear something that you right. disagree with. But I don't know, I don't know all the rules of yep. what you sign up for when yep. you become a professional yep. ball player. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Chris, yeah. what do you think, man? Uh, for my limited understanding of some of the to to Steph's question is, I think there is the ability, the freedom for players to choose mm-hmm. to or not to. Mm-hmm. So if I understand that correctly, a there, I I, I don't even think there's a, a legal employee issue there. Mm-hmm. But okay. but ultimately, yes, I think. 
that they are certainly within their religious freedoms, right? Mm-hmm. And and we think of freedom of speech right. being about the freedom to speak. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also the freedom to not, not to. speak. Right. And in right. this case, they were choosing to abstain mm-hmm. from wearing the patch. And I think it's it's more than appropriate and okay that they they did that. But the backlash was coming. Oh man, and it's been wild. It really has. You know, it it was headlines on ESPN. It made it on the national news stories, and uh, I I was surprised the number of people that said they did not have the right to say, I won't wear that patch. Mm -hmm. That was the perspective Mm -hmm. that they Mm -hmm. had. They have to wear the patch. This article that you're going to link, I think, Ziegler, who is the founder of the sports site, OutSports, said, Mm -hmm. it would have been so much better if no one had worn the rainbow Mm -hmm. stuff than if only a few people had. Well, it wasn't just a few people (laughs) that did. Everybody except five did. Except for five. Right. Right. And so... Yeah. I mean, is there anywhere where you will you get a hundred percent support of everything well, of everybody on everything? Mm-hmm. No, I don't so think so. Jonathan Isaac, uh, NBA basketball player with the Orlando Magic, mm-hmm. uh, African American, mm-hmm. great, great player. Mm-hmm. He made the decision not to kneel mm-hmm. for the national anthem mm-hmm. when everybody else was mm-hmm. kneeling. And man, they came after him and mm-hmm. said, "You have to kneel." Mm-hmm. And I don't mean the the magic came after him. I mean culture mm-hmm. came after him. Mm-hmm. Right? And culture he said, wants us all. He said, to "No, I don't to, have to." Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And he said, um, "I, I as an, a black man, am making the decision. I'm going to put my hand over my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm going to stand mm-hmm. for the the mm-hmm. pledge of allegiance." Mm-hmm. And yet, the the message was, "No, you have to go along with everybody else." Mm-hmm. And that to me seems un-American. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So here's the question: Let's say that a baseball team decided the American flag was going to go on the jersey. And someone decided, I don't want the American flag on my jersey. They have that right or not? What do you think? Or do they have to wear the American flag? No, I, I believe they don't have to. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. And and I, I think ultimately, I mean, you can, you know, the hypothetical I was thinking is what if, let, let's say it's a, a lesser, you know, sport, you know, or, or like AAA or AA or whatever, and there's a sponsorship or something that they want to support a local church. Right. Not that they right. would, but right. let's say, hey, this is, you know, we're going to wear a patch that Jesus is the answer. And, you know, you you know you're going to have players that say, I'm not putting that patch on my arm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people would say, well, they, of course they have the right. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's exactly the same, just in the opposite direction, is mm-hmm. that there's yeah. a group of people, I read their quotes, they're respectful. Right. Um, I think maybe also a little fearful. They right. know it's coming. Right. But they were respectful and just saying, this is not, we, we don't support this. And right. by wearing a patch, we're saying we support this. Right. And so right. we're choosing not to. Well, I, I think that that's one of the great things about being an American mm-hmm. is having that freedom, having that decision to, yes, I want to be a part of this. No, I don't want to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love the fact that we have the freedom on Sunday mornings mm-hmm. to say, I want to get up and go to the, mm-hmm. the church of my choice mm-hmm. or not, mm-hmm. you know, decide mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to. So, yeah, I think if I'm, if I was going to be a professional athlete mm-hmm. and join a team, I think really the only thing that I'm pushing is we're going to win. Yeah. <laughs> I right. Mean, the, my, my, the team is what I'm leading. All these right. other things right. that they put on their shoes and on their helmets and all, all that is personal. Right. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. their own personal things. Yep. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Well, I bring this up because well, this discussion that we're having right now is actually a discussion about worldview. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Chris, when we were in school at Lincoln, we got a, a heavy dose yes, of worldview yeah. studies. Yeah. But I just wrapped up a year mm-hmm. as part of the Colson Fellows Program. Mm-hmm. And uh, one Saturday a month, I would drive to the Chicago area. But really, almost every day for most of that year, there were devotions and mm-hmm. readings mm-hmm. and reflection assignments and podcasts and webinars mm-hmm. and um, man, it was intense. Dean Crandall, one of our sponsors and one of our elders, really pushed me mm-hmm. three years ago when I was just interviewing mm-hmm. um, with Second Church. Uh, 
to really consider doing it. And I would tell you that it was a hard year in mm -hmm. many ways. I'm sure. There were nights that I didn't want to read. <laughs> right. There were nights that I wanted to just click on the television and just veg out. But it was one of the greatest things I've been a part of. Mm -hmm. And I want to just throw that out for people that if you would consider that deep dive into worldview, there's good news. Indianapolis mm -hmm. is starting mm -hmm. a cohort. So it'd be about half the distance. Mm -hmm. Uh, some of us are thinking about even trying to bring a cohort to the Champaign-Urbana-Danville mm. area. Mm. Um, but again, I, I, I'm thankful for the the Colson Fellows Program. I'm, I'm thankful for the legacy mm -hmm. of Chuck Colson. And if you'd like more information about that, reach out to me, Greg, at secondchurch.com. I know the Indianapolis cohort starts on Saturday, July 9. There's still mm. time to mm. get involved. Very cool. And it's going to be a really good thing. So, um well, guys, our time's almost up. I think we're down to about two and a half minutes. What's the weekend bringing? Anything exciting? Serve together. Yeah. Serve, serve together. together. Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. we got a great day Sunday. We got a big prison emphasis. Mm -hmm. We've got guests coming in from Baylor University mm -hmm. and Pepperdine University. Mm -hmm. They're going to be at the prison on Saturday, mm -hmm. uh, learning more about the Building Blocks program. And then they're going to share in right. depth along with Dale Daniel mm -hmm. on Sunday. And if you're part of another church, you can catch us mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. and you can see that, that, uh, that presentation that's going to take place. But I love so much people that are saying prison ministry is mm -hmm. legit. Right. Mm -hmm. Prison ministry is a calling. Mm -hmm. And uh, Wednesday. And we're also going out Wednesday night for a concert. It's yeah. going to be 95. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 97. <laughs> I just checked this morning. So, yeah. For a live concert Let's talk outside. about that. What will that look like? Oh, it's just, it'll be a small band, um, but we'll do about 30 minutes mm. of worship. So we'll be on the outside of the fence and the they'll mm. bring the guys into the yard um, yeah. and we'll do it, I think, a couple of times. Yeah. But and you we'll, did that last year. We did year. last year. And, and I just think, year. <laughs> I just, man, I love yeah. it. I love yeah. so much. Yeah. I had someone tell me recently that they're able to, if they want to, worship with us, you know, because of the online worship possibility in the, in the prison so yeah. i just i think we've got to get away from those kind of people i mean mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. all created in the image of right. god right and it's just a great opportunity right. so right. i'm actually praying that 97 is going to back up to like 87 <laughs> for you guys me too but it's going to be a great time yeah. So, hydrate yeah absolutely well chris thank you man absolutely. for being with us again today yeah, i miss miles man I yeah really yeah again we just man i really hope that this yeah. back surgery brings him mm -hmm. a lot of relief. Yep. Sure. Uh, I, I just appreciate his legacy in our mm -hmm. community. I mean, he's been Absolutely. here for a couple decades, mm -hmm. and uh, he's a good man, and mm -hmm. uh, really, really thankful for all that yeah, he absolutely. does. Yeah. Absolutely. So, okay. Thinking of you, man. And how, how much uh, Grandma Duty is left? Hmm. Uh, they're here till Saturday. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll enjoy Big it. smile. Enjoy every moment of <laughs> it. We're going so. fishing today. Okay. okay. I don't know how much fishing a two-month-old is going to do, yeah. but I'm no. going to hold the baby. They're well, going to fish. Oh, so. there you go. Right. Well, good luck. Thank you. All right. Well, hey, for the Good News segment, it was three years ago today that I had the opportunity to preach a trial sermon Aww. at Second Church mm, of Christ. Years. And, uh, you know, I look back on that. It's been a wild three years. Mm. Yes, I'll tell you has. that. Cool. But, uh, man, I wouldn't want to be any place mm -hmm. else. Marla and I are just so thankful. Mm -hmm. We're so blessed mm -hmm. by our friendships and our relationships, and we love the time that mm -hmm. we have. Yeah. So on behalf of my friend Derek, Derek, you did a great job once again, <laughs> buddy. Way to go. And Chris Lawler and Stephanie Spangler, this is Greg Taylor saying so long. I hope that you will find your way to a church yeah. this Sunday, mm -hmm. and uh, we wish you nothing but the best, and we'll be back with you next week for Direct Line. So long.